Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to let you know that you can help support the podcast by going to the Patreon and becoming a Patreon subscriber. That's right, you can go to patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A and you can donate money and help me keep the podcast going. That's right. Uh, yeah, so thanks everyone who's been uh, donating so far. You'll have uh, already received one of the bonus episodes, so hopefully you enjoyed that one. A few people have got back to me and said that they did enjoy it, so thank you very much for that. And also you get a whole bunch of other stuff, like you get to know who is coming up on the live shows very, very soon. So if you're in Melbourne, seven weeks of live shows are happening very soon at the Catfish in Fitzroy. So starting on September 16, going all the way through to October 28, every Sunday, 4 o'clock. So podcast first, followed by a live show, as in a stand-up show. It's going to be lots and lots of fun. So go to joshua.com.au slash gigs and get all the info there. Tickets are $15 if you get before the show, or they're $20 if you want to get them at the door, or if you think, yeah, I'm going to go to all seven, you can get a season pass for only $75. So that is joshuel.com.au slash gigs. Takes you straight there. And uh, can I recommend getting tickets very soon? Because the lineups are great. I am just slotting in the last few jigsaw puzzle pieces to try and get this good. And I'm very impressed with myself. So if you're in Melbourne, or even if you're not in Melbourne, I'd recommend coming down. Come down, or come up, depending on where you live. And uh, yeah, 4 o'clock Sundays at the Catfish. Tell your friends. Tell them about it. Now, this is something I've been meaning to say for a few weeks. Now, if you're an international listener, thank you. I mean, I don't normally look at the the stats on the podcast. I just kind of put it up and then I focus on what am I going to do for the next one. But I, I went the other day and had a look at, you know, how many people are downloading, where they're downloading from. And I noticed there's a lot of you in America and a lot of you in the UK. Um, I've, I've never been to America. I would very much like to go to America. So if you are in America and you would go to a live show, hit me up on social media, Mr. Josh Earl on Twitter or Josh Earl Comedian on Facebook and let me know where you live and I'll see how many other people live there and if it's worth coming and doing a show there because I would love to do that. So, uh, yeah, that's for international listeners. Uh, even if you're interstate listeners, I had a look at the thing as well and so I might be going up to Brisbane again very soon. There's a lot of people over in Brisbane, a lot of people in Sydney as well, so thank you. I'm definitely going to try and get to Sydney hopefully before the end of the year, maybe sometime in December. Anyway, I think that's enough from me. Enjoy this episode. Uh, I haven't recorded it yet, so I can't tell you about it, but let's just say it was really good. They, they normally are, so why wouldn't this one be? Cheers. All right, hopefully I'll see you in uh, at the Catfish very soon. Bye. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, 
Who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week on the internet, I discovered I share my name with a firefighter from Indianapolis who loves scuba diving, and according to his Twitter, his wife wants a pet rabbit, and he's not going to buy it for her. <laughs> Just buy the rabbit, Josh. Just buy the rabbit. Yeah. They're cheap. Just buy the rabbit. If this is your first time to the podcast, what I do is I get a group of very funny people, and I quiz them all about their lives, so let's meet them now. Our first guest... He shares his name with a New York management coordinator, which is a very fancy word for assistant. Please welcome comedian Danny McGinley. Oh, really? No. Oh, hang on. New York fashion. Was it, is it in fashion? I don't know. It's just on his LinkedIn. It says management coordinator. And then in, underneath the header, it just says uh, assistant to whatever group it is. Is that a, a McGinley AY? It's the same as yours, yes. Oh, okay. All right. That's not the one I've met. I may have told this on the, store, the, on the no. podcast before. I met another Danny McGinley. When social media first started, I just found, you know, typed in my name, found a guy, just you know, messaged him because yeah. you know, there weren't any stalkers back then <laughs> and said, hey, man, we've got the same name. Isn't that funny? He said, yeah. Uh, emailed back and forth, uh, went and met him in 2012, <laughs> lives in New York. Uh, he's a gay man. I can, go, I can go fuck myself. I reckon this is the same guy then. New York, like... Yeah, uh, possibly. But he's EY, EY. The, guy, the guy I met. Okay. I think this was Daniel McGinley. Are you a Daniel? Yeah, right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Good. Technically. What, what would the other option be? Danny? Danny? Like just, Donald? Just, all right. <laughs> Don, Donald must be on me up if you want to get full Gaelic. Our next guest is a broadcaster and music journalist who shares her name with Danny's great-grandmother. Please welcome from Triple R Breakfasters, it's Sarah Smith. Yay! Hi, man. Oh, we're definitely related, aren't we? <laughs> I think so. Irish Catholics. Would that, is that the first Sarah Smith you've heard about? Oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the last time I was, on, I was on here, I told you that it took my parents four days to name me, and they came up with that. Really? Yeah. Four days, Sarah Ann Smith. And your middle name as well. Ann. Oh. oh, I thought you meant Sarah and Smith. I'm like, yeah. they, oh, they, no. they didn't choose your surname. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's, yeah, there's thousands of us. Because so, when I was growing up, every, every girl's middle name was Laura. It seemed oh, really? Yeah. No, Louise. Oh, I'm that's what I meant. Yeah, Louise. Yeah, Louise. Yes, Louise. Louise. I knew it was L. Yeah. I was the era, early 80s is all Sarahs. I don't know who was popular then. Sarah, Sarah, an actress. There's a lot of Daniels as well. Sarah, yeah. Sarah yeah. Ferguson? Fergie? Oh, Fergie. Bit of royalty. Yeah, aren't I lucky to be named after Fergie? You should form a group with all the other Sarah Ann Smiths and call yourselves the SAS. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us is a man who shares his name with a Berlin problem solver. Yep. A <laughs> a patent and trademarks attorney in Melbourne and a farmer from Bendigo, but the one we have here is from the Do Go On podcast. It's Matt Stewart. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I, I'd have – my name's probably not as common as Sarah Smith, but it'd be there's close. A lot, there's a lot of Matt Stewarts. Yeah. That's my name. That, that's my brother calling all the way from London, and I just declined. <laughs> Good. He listens to the podcast. There important you go, business here. So. What's a, what's a, is a Berlin problem solver? Is, this, is this someone who just fixes things in Berlin? Is yes. he like Winston the Wolf in Pop Fiction? He had another thing <laughs> on, on his thing, but problem solver was the was the takeaway I got. So it was something else, but it was problem solver. So is I think he, he solving a, problems about Berlin? No, yeah. he, he's based or is in he, Berlin. He's solving problems in Berlin, and he's, pro, he's okay. solving their problems like an, <laughs> like an agony aunt or. <laughs> Just a general fixer. I don't know. Aren't we, we all problem we, solvers deep down? Josh, uh, I think people are demanding answers, and it feels like you haven't done quite enough well, research. You don't bring in a fact like that. Can I? I'll get I'll without get on being the able to I, back it up. Well, I'll get on the computer here, but I don't want to get out of this so maybe the recording fucks up. It could be maybe it's, uh, problem solves uh, songs by the band Berlin. <laughs> yeah. Is that possible? Oh, could be possible. 
Look, there's options, and I don't, I just want to get to the bottom of this before we get I'll, on with I'll this. I'll Google on my phone. I Thank you. i got time. Well, I'll in- introduce our next guest. I'm filling in that fourth place guest role at very late notice. Some would say frustratingly late. How did you get him? <laughs> he has been on the show before. When I type his name into Google, I feel very nervous about what I'm going to find out. Please welcome, it's me, Josh Earl. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Have you found the the Danny uh, the Matt Stewart Danny? There's there's a Matt Stewart on LinkedIn who's called Innovation Catalyst. Yes, that's it. Oh, that's him. Yeah, right. Innovation but Catalyst. But this is the Australian LinkedIn. I'm not on LinkedIn, so I probably oh, can't okay. get in here. Oh yeah, strategy design problem solver, entrepreneur, Berlin area, Germany. Told you. Uh, this he, is a person you avoid. Yes, yeah. and and if you look and and listeners, I've just shown everyone his his face. He's exactly what you're picturing. <laughs> He's uh, He's got a beard and no real qualifications. I feel like every day someone on LinkedIn requests me who is an entrepreneur. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. It's, so you're on LinkedIn. It's where they go. Yeah, mate. Is it? What? What is it? Well, I work in community radio, so you know that it's working for me. <laughs> Do you know what I found out about LinkedIn, though? LinkedIn, very, very hot on the DMs. A lot of people sliding into people's DMs going, oh. hey, I like, I like what you're doing. I, I learned like that the pitch. hard way. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dudes, a few dudes just coming in and saying, hey, you've got a nice picture. And I had no idea it was like a pickup. Oh, literally place. heart, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Linked in and out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> our first game today is called Social Me, Me, Media. Well, I'll read out a status update by the four of us. And you three have to buzz in and tell me who you think tweeted it. Your names or your buzzers? I can't buzz in, but, but I can still get right. your points. Okay. Okay. So if you you get one of mine wrong, are you gonna, I get a point. Are you going to read out the hashtags, like hashtag rejected banners, stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Okay. So your names, your buzzers. If it's yours, you can't buzz in for your own ones. The first one is this one. There is no deeper shame than when your all caught up message pops up on Instagram. Who Matt. Yes, Matt. You, Josh. No, it was Sarah Smith. A point ah, there for Sarah. Damn it. What is that? I, okay, I, I'm happy that I've never reached this point. What, what does that mean? All caught up. Very depressing. If you scroll a lot on Instagram, when you've seen all the photos you can possibly see, Instagram goes, hey, you're all caught up. <laughs> really? And it's so depressing because you realise oh. how long you just scroll for. Yeah. Oh, I've so, had it. You, well. you yeah, know the pain? I've had yeah. It, yeah. Well, I've, you've you've made my day. I've never seen that. I feel you're avoiding a deep shame. Oh, I see it. I see it every day. <laughs> so, I heard it on. I got it on RedTube. <laughs> yeah, you've clocked it. Well done. Buddy. You got to the kill screen. What happens? Yeah, it's, it's pretty filthy. <laughs> Donkey Kong just takes them away. <laughs> All right, question two. When a talk show host puts his hands in his pockets during the monologue, my mind is instantly put at ease. He's got this, I whisper to myself. Danny. Yes, Danny. That's a Matt Stewart. You are correct. Yes, a point there for Danny. Yes. I love the hands in the pockets, those guys. Look look how relaxed I am. It's almost like, yeah, this is a good one coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're really good one's coming up either. You also never see anyone else ever put their hands in the pockets like that in any other job. No. It's never you never see footy coaches, uh, waiters, uh, even even comedians when they're on stage, they're holding the mic. Yeah, no one's yeah, no one's doing that. They also love the uh, the single finger to the nose. Yeah, what's that one? 
Do you know what I, I what find? What do you mean they're like the yeah, hang on. Can you explain that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know this nose picking oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, they do this. I think it, Letterman they, used to do this a lot. Just like did he? for listeners, like Vicky the Viking in the cartoons used to rub his finger under his nose. Letterman would do that a lot. I've never noticed that. And, and what about for listeners who didn't grow up in Tasmania in the seventies? Is there a more dated restaurant? Just let the Vicky the Viking thing go. <laughs> don't you remember Vicky the no. Viking? No. no. Did, I, Vicky I, the Viking was a cartoon. Didn't about make this, it to the mainland. This kid Viking called Vicky, and every time they had an idea, like someone, there'd be a problem, and they'd. Oh, was, was Vicky the Viking like a Berlin problem solver? Yeah, <laughs> they'd rub the right side of their nose underneath their nose, the left side of their nose, and go, I've got it, and then that'd solve the problem. I don't know if Vicky was a male or a female. It was never discussed. It was Didn't just have a Vicky beard. the Viking. Okay. Was this British or American? Scandinavian. They're Vikings. Oh, of course. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like Bob in the Bottle. Yeah. Do, do you remember Bob oh, in the Bottle? No. Do you know, I love that Do you know, do you know what country that's from? I assumed America. Israel. Really? Yeah. That song, I still sing that every now and then. It's a feel-good tune. When you're feeling sad, sad and blue, blue, there is only one, one thing you can do. Put some pepper under your nose. Sneeze away the worries and woes. Yeah! Bob. Bob in the bottle. He's so I never nice. Do you know this? No, I don't know that one either. Do you remember uh, Hunter? Yes. yes. Hunter. 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 You know? Hunter. Computer Cat. That's all right. Filmed in Tassie. There you go. Really? Yeah, I yeah. know that because it's in your museum. You can go yes. and see the cat. Your <laughs> museum. What? Yes, the Hobart Museum has it's in computer Mona. cat. No, oh. that's the museum. Another one. You are. Yeah, there's another one. It's free to get into. All right, this is the next question. Question three. It happens only once a decade. The planets have to be perfectly aligned, but I think today might be a day where I want Collingwood to win. Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Oh, Josh. No, that was Danny McGinley. <gasps> oh. Another one ever, Danny. Yeah. And you'll hate this, Sarah. That was April 29, Collingwood v. Richmond. Oh, get out. It's just because Collingwood, I've said this on a bunch of sports pod- podcasts, so skip through if you've, uh, if you've <laughs> either heard it before or don't like footy. Collingwood have ruined their brand this year by playing really likeable football and being a good story. Do you know who they're playing like? Richmond. Do you know who Richmond ripped off their game plan from? The Bulldogs. Oh, so you, you want to play this game, Tiger <laughs> Hunt? <laughs> Only six weeks of the Bulldogs. Like, yeah, I know. I've come to the conclusion we we weren't the pre- we are the Pokemon Go of footy. We were just big for a month in 2016. No, I agree. I like Buckley this year. Yeah, oh, it's, really? it's horrible, isn't yeah, it? It's causing problems. My partner's a Collingwood supporter, and I'm I'm liking Collingwood a little bit too yeah, much. Jeremy Howe, Goldsack, they've got all these likable players. So good, oh. Brody Grundy. He's very good. Yep. Question four: Why do we write five eight zero zero eight on a calculator and turn it upside down? Why not just write 80085 and get to the good stuff Danny. straight away? Ah, yes, Danny. That's yours, Josh. Yeah, that was yours yes. last week. That's a very good tweet. Thanks. Do you, want, do you want to know some truth about that one? Popped up in my Facebook memories from five years ago. I thought, oh. that's pretty good. I should get that back into the act. I've done put that it, once. Put I'm it like, on Twitter. Went crazy on Twitter this time. I good. had a tweet that I thought, man, that was good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redo that. And it's going to get more love because I've got more followers. Yeah. Got less. <laughs> What was it though? Was it, it like was, the birth I... of my son? I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was uh, in the giraffe world. A 69 is called an M. It's a nice visual of two giraffes just going each. Thank you, Sarah Smith. It's good. I wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> Laughing tomorrow at that. Question five. Oh, God. Watching the Saints trying to score right now is harder than sitting through the crucifix scene in The Exorcist. Uh, Matt, I'll have a stab. Yes, Matt. Um, Well, I know know that feeling. And, um, geez, you're all big footy fans. I want to say Danny. You are incorrect. It was Sarah. Sarah wrote that one. Point there for Sarah. Guess what game it was, Matt. (laughs) 
could have been any of the games this year. <laughs> yeah, I would have gone the crucifix scene from Passion of the Christ. Right. You know, I should have been more literal. Which game against... Not against you guys, was it? It was the second last game of the year. Uh, so that was oh, against... Was that... The Hawks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we almost bloody won that one. Yeah. Almost. That was tough. They also didn't score. Think about it like that. And they're Yeah, a but good they kept team. stopping you from scoring. And we did want you to win that one. Yeah. 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 Sorry, man. I think everyone was on our side. Yep. We're back to the lovable losers. A very comfortable place <laughs> for us to be. We have been for seven years now, but, you know. You had a lot of... A lot of PR to get through because there was the whole like lighting fire to the little person. Yes. There was the little school girl. You weren't very popular for a while. No. Now people seem to have forgotten that. Yeah, we're back to the back to back to. Oh, they. Oh, give them a go. Yeah. Well, let's just remind about the setting fire to the to the little person. The the clubs or the players' response was, "Well, sure, we set fire to you, but you didn't provide the proper entertainment for Mad Monday." Yeah. Is that is that? <laughs> oh, uh, who said that? Oh, I was one of the, one of those dislikable people. <laughs> Next question, question six. Staying in Airbnbs is fun because you get to assume the identity of the host. This week, I'm an acoustic guitar playing surfer named Greg. Cowabunga dudes. Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Danny. No, that was Matt. A point there for oh, Matt. Yeah. You laughed at yourself and I thought, Danny's a man that would laugh at himself. <laughs> We've only just met <laughs> and you're a very good yeah. judge of character. <laughs> Next question. Good stuff. We need to stage an intervention to stop BT, this is Brian Taylor for the listeners at home, using the word squirts to describe <laughs> ball movement during games. Danny. Yes, Danny. Is that a Sarah Smith? That is a Sarah Smith, <laughs> yes. I'm on board with that. I just think no one should ever use the word squirts full stop. Yeah, it's not a good word. Yeah. Balls can't squirt out of KBD. It does remind me of my, fa- my favourite story from uh, Canberra, so in politics, where they were doing something about classification of pornography and they were talking about female orgasms and John Howard was like, what are you talking about? And they were talking about squirting and someone in Parliament had to explain to John Howard about squirting no. videos. So that's in Hansard. That is in Hansard. Oh, that please John, someone, send it in. Someone's explaining oh. to John Howard women squirting. Wow. Oh. <laughs> That's brilliant. That yeah. is so good. It's great, isn't that it? That is so good. Um, but yeah, BT, stop roving. Was there a moment where the penny dropped for John? Or I think they just had to go and show him. Senator Van Stone, we need you. <laughs> Question eight. I like the Mission Impossible movies. Could go with a few more plot twists and car chases, though. Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Matt? Yes, you are correct. Yes, another point there for Sarah. Yeah, satire. Yep. You know it's mine if it's satire. Yeah. <laughs> Dry, yeah. satire. Yeah. Saying, you know, there's levels, layers. If anyone else said it, it would just be a sentence. <laughs> yeah. You, very funny though. Yeah. yeah. Super dry, powdered. That's, mm. that's how we describe you. <laughs> Next question. Australia has never had a PM who looks more like a dad standing in his son's bedroom doorway while he has a mate over and saying... What are you two groovers doing? Listen to your rap dance music. Matt. Sarah. And then telling a boring story about the time he saw Mondo Rock than right now. Yes, Matt. That was you, Joe. That was me, Another yes. great tweet. I love the Mondo Rock. I, I like it. Which artist are you talking about? Scott Morrison. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. He played, uh, played at Meredith last year. Scott Morrison did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hillsong of reaching out. <laughs> uh, no. Um, Mondo uh, Rock. Mon- well, Mondo Rock Man. Oh, yes. 
Uh, well, I'm blanking on I've an got, Aussie I've legend. I've got his name too, and I should know this. Daddy Cool, Mondo Rock. Yeah, it's... it's not, his name it's, is Daddy it's Cool, Ross isn't Wilson. it? Ross Wilson. Ross Wilson, yeah. yes. Oh. Yeah. And he played... And I read... Well, discovered Cool World by Mondo Rock. That is sick. Cool, I'm, World. cool Mondo World, Rock. That's a rad song. I don't, I'm with I feel if, like you were the only one there for that song. If I was standing on an esky and I was bringing everyone in, I reckon I had. <laughs> I it was like two stages for a moment, right? You know, this show has never had someone who sounds more like a dad at the <laughs> door of their son's room. <laughs> I was gonna say if that's if that's a Scott Morrison policy, then I'm maybe I'm coming around. What you, you go to Meredith a lot, don't you? You've been there how many years? Uh, Did you go this year? I haven't missed one since 2004. What's your favourite? What's your favourite Meredith music festival memory? Memory overall, I think music-wise, it's probably it was probably the Neil Finn um, at the dawn? sunset. Yeah, yeah. dusk. I should say not dawn. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, Sarah, you I, I, that was it? really good. I was right up the front crying uh, heavily for that. Eddie Current's depression ring returning. Nice. I just thought I wouldn't see them return. Probably a favourite moment. Uh, also, the first time I ever went on the last day, I picked up a bottle of water to pour it over my head because it was 42 degrees <laughs> and poured it straight onto my face and it turned out to be a bottle of gin. Ah. <laughs> that is, I reckon every year at a Meredith, that people happens. mistake. Well, it's normally in our camp, it'll be someone getting up hungover and parched as going for a, a swig of water in the morning. And finding the gin. Yeah, I was blind for ten always, minutes. Always a great moment, not for you, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, but no. everyone around explains why you don't have any wrinkles. Yeah, <laughs> you look great. And our last question for the round. Oh, you don't ask my favourite Meredith oh, memory. What's your favourite Meredith I've memory? Ne- never been. I didn't think you would. Uh, is it true you all get naked on the last day and you run a race? Yeah. Some people do. Some people, yeah. See, I Dennis Committee commentated one year. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's my favourite memory. <laughs> me finding that out just now. <laughs> And you know, he's so he's such a smooth dude that in advance of him commentating that, he slipped Meredith Festival into one of his commentary calls. Oh. So I can't remember what player was even called Meredith now, but he said Meredith, just like the festival. Oh. Just a little subtle. I'm gonna I'm gonna be there. And how much does it cost to go to Meredith? Of two hundred and two hundred is what three days. 80. Yeah, so yes. you go on a ballot. That's, yeah, not a, that's not enough Sarah, for you to get naked in front of everyone. Sarah definitely hasn't paid for a ticket in a while. <laughs> so they're, they're pushing <laughs> pushing towards four hundred this year. But okay, you're like a politician trying to figure out the price of milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like what, eight nine dollars. <laughs> or name an ACDC song. Yeah. <laughs> and our final question for the round: I'm about to fall asleep, but wanted to note this down so I remember to do it. Write a tweet that goes viral. <laughs> Who wrote that? Danny. Sarah. Oh, I heard Danny first. Matt Stewart. You are correct. Yes, yeah. it was a point there for Danny. Yes. Even though I wrote it down, I still forgot to do it. That went all right. That got over 100 uh, favourites. The ones the, the ones that are about getting retweets, am I always the ones that I obviously write very good stuff? You are meta. <laughs> yeah. It's only the meta stuff that works. Mattception. Once I, once I wrote, please retweet. And yeah. that, I think that's maybe my most popular ever tweet. We, ta- we talked about that last time on the show. Oh, well, I mean, this is a little recap, but it's still going strong. Got it retweeted today, all these months later. Well, it's good. that shows that it pays to be polite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the round, the scores are me, zero points. I didn't get any points there. Ooh, Matt on two points. Sarah on three points. But in the lead on five points is Danny McGinley. Hey. Hey. All right, this round is called I Fought the Law. 
and the law one. Now, in this round, we go back in time and talk about those moments where we've had brushes with the law, or one person in particular. And today, we're talking about me. Now, when I was in year 11, the Umbilical Brothers were touring Bernie in Tasmania. But why did the police make me miss out on part of the gig? So I had tickets, but the police stopped me. Why? Was it A, as my friend was driving us, there were seven of us in the car, so I got in the boot. Our friend was pulled over for overcrowding and the police asked him to pop the boot open only to find me in there trying to hide under a piece of tarp. The police drove me home and my dad then drove me to the gig. Was it B, the people sitting next to us had stolen their tickets, but because we were all the same age, they came in at interval, the police did, and demanded we go with them because they wanted to know where we got our tickets from. Or C, during the show, a car in the car park was set alight and the police came into the show, stopped it, read out the number plate and asked if anyone was the owner. The whole audience thought it was part of the show. A, oh. B or C. Now you can ask me as many questions as you want. Bear in mind, I want you to get it wrong, so I get your point. I am on zero, so the floor is open for questions. I ask be, away. I wanted to be C so badly. Yeah, the, the way you describe Bernie often <laughs> makes all of these feel possible, especially that car on fire one. That's what I picture Bernie to be like, just cars on fire everywhere. Bernie Civic Centre, big car park. Yeah. That's where it was. Oh, Who was the support act? Peter Rosethorn. Great. What That's a, a hot show. gig. Didn't yeah. see him though. Right. So, the, oh, so you missed the early bit. There we go. Ah. <laughs> He's very good at his own game though. That's what yeah. you got to remember. I know. I'm a little bit worried about that. And there was another the, so how old a depressed you? clown. I was uh, 16, 17. 16. And 16. so your friend was driving yep. the car. Yep. Who was 16? He was 17. He was 17. Can you yep. get your license at 17? 17, 17 in Tasmania. In Tasmania. Really? Yep. And you only had one year of having to show your peas, and then you're on your peas for three years, but you only had to show them for the first year. What? Yeah. So the rest of the time is the cops, they have to ask you for your licence if you've been drinking. Such an adorable um, little little island. I've said this before. My friend got his licence by going to the police station. He had to go to the police station to do the test, and he booked it for 4.30 on a Friday, and they said, all right, drive us to the bottle shop. Didn't even have to, because it was a drive-through bottle shop. They got out, got beer, drove them back to the police station, and went, yeah, you can drive, that's fine. That was, that was awesome. his test. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. And that friend yeah. was <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to break this down. Neither do so, okay, I. First one was I was in the boot. Yes. Second one was the people next to us had stolen their tickets because we were the same age. All right, how did, how did they steal... Did you get to the bottom of how they stole it? You know, did they? Because this is this is if he, he was sixteen. Yes. This is before the internet ticketing system. Did Very they good point. Photocopy them. Photocopy. So what, what they stole it from a locker from someone at the school, right? And then we knew them because they went to our school, and so we were sitting with them, and we saw them in the foyer. So we all walked in together, and then the police came in at the half time, and took us out and we had to sit there. And why and didn't the people who had tickets it was say, no, no, not not Josh and his friends? We Because we we're all together. Them. They thought, oh, maybe they're just all sitting in different seats. You know how you go, oh, here's the tickets. So not allocated seating? It was allocated seating, but if you're with a group of five, you just sit in whatever seat. You so go, oh, you met him in seats. the foyer and then coincidentally you were sitting next to each yeah. other. What a, what a, an amazing Well, shock. or is it? <laughs> <laughs> so what about when you got home from getting pulled out of the boot of the car, your police get you home, what did your dad yep. say to you? Wasn't he angry? He wasn't angry because he knew that that's how we would travel around. Like it was, you know, it was the 90s. And did yeah. the police give him an instruction not to take you back to the show specifically? No, no. It was like 
I wasn't the one in trouble. It was my friend who was driving. He was, was the one who trouble. was in trouble. I just he, was. Did he see the, the show? No. You said a piece of tarp covered you. Is yeah. that because you were really small then? Yeah, I've always been small. I didn't, I didn't shrink in my old age. Makes sense. All right. <laughs> no, there's a bit of blue tarp on the ground, and I was like trying on the to, ground on the on the boot. Oh. So I was trying to cover oh, myself. He's just he's scrambling now. I think we got him. <laughs> if, if I was a talk show host, I would not have my hands in my pockets right now. <laughs> Wait, one of you play good cop. Come on. Hey, now, Josh, you're doing a great job. Thanks, thanks, man. There we go. Yeah, I was going <laughs> get the phone book. Oh no, I can't. <laughs> Well, Josh, it's just us. It's just, <laughs> just you and me and your balls and this I, chest of drawers. Do I get a one phone call? So yes. the, ca- the car on fire, did the car survive? Big question. Mm. Mm. No. It was burning. Did it fire. blow up? No, it didn't blow up. What kind of car was it? I don't know. A burnt one. Don't waste your what? time with this. He already said he missed the start of the show. <laughs> this, one's point- this one's pointless. This one's out. <laughs> You ruled this one out? I've ruled this one out. Oh, great. Uh-huh. Okay. Unless he's playing a really good game where he accidentally gave it away. But I don't think he'd do that to his own game show. <laughs> Unless he's been dreaming of this moment ever since he started this show. Yes. Oh, you're good, Earl. <laughs> two hours ago when the fourth person pulled out, I went, oh, this is my time. <laughs> hey, speaking of the stolen tickets, have you heard uh, Billy Connolly's story about the only time there was a punch-on in one of his shows? No. He was, in, he was playing in Dublin and there was just uh, Dublin or Belfast, definitely Ireland. And there was, and he's about ten minutes into the show, and then you just see he's a guy march down the aisle, and Billy thinks, oh, he's coming towards the stage, and he just stops, and he's counting the aisles, and he sees like, and just belts him, just apropos of nothing. And then found out like the security came and they stopped the show, and it turned out the guy who did the punching, his car had been stolen, and he had tickets for that show in the in the oh. glove box. And then he knew, that, and so he knew what seat it was. Went That's down great. and punched the guy for stealing his car. But the guy bought it, bought him off some bloke at the oh. pub. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> yeah. Of course, the guy who stole the yeah. car isn't going to go to the comic. <laughs> oh. So anyway, did that? That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Okay. No, no one, no one came in and belted a 16, 17 year old. Mm, I, I think I'm ready to lock in. What are you lock, lock in? in? I'm going to lock in car boot tarp. You reckon I was a? You reckon I was in the boot of the car and my dad drove me down? Yeah. Danny, what oh, are you we, we don't work as a team. All right, no. sweet. We're individual. I'm, I go. I'm going boot as well. You're going boot. I'm going Sarah. fire because I just want it to be fire. You're going fire. The correct answer was B. There were the stolen tickets next to me. Three points for me. Yes. I ruled that out that as was... soon as that. I thought you are diabolical. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so what happened was, like I did see Peter Rosethorn. Uh He was very good. Did he his ET impression. Uh, so it was my friend stole the tickets. I didn't know he stole the tickets. He was ah, just, oh, we're just there. And we this were, is the oh, bit of info we needed. We were all sitting together. Name names. Who was your friend's name? Jason. Yeah, okay. and, classic Jace. And so <laughs> is I was that sitting, my wallet, Jason. I remember that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting with my friend Ryan, and we were, and then him and another multicultural Bernie. <laughs> Him and, and I can't remember who was with Jason, but at half time the, cop, the cops came in, and maybe it was Shannon. The cops came in though, and was like, "Show us your tickets, show us your tickets, show us your tickets." And we all got our tickets out, and they said, "You fought, just come with us." And they separated us all, and was just like, "How'd you get the tickets?" And luckily, my mum paid for for my one, so it was her name on the credit card. So I was like, "All right, you can go back in." But the show had already started, so I had to creep in and everyone's looking at me going well that was the one who the cops pulled out and I'm like 16 looking like 12 Yeah. and the umbies you know they've got the show where they can't really stop the show and 
kind of which show was it of this i can't remember speed mouse no it was something i I can't remember but it was very good though but uh then like my friends they clearly stole the tickets but they blamed they said that they bought them off someone so maybe this guy billy Connolly's show actually did (gasps) steal it and just i bought it off someone right yeah the circle of life and they (laughs) circle of lies (laughs) and they blamed a guy who also went to our school they said he sold them to us even though they actually did steal the tickets that is terrible isn't it that's just bad money management. Why would you steal the tickets and then give them to a guy and then give him money to take them off? But it's been over 20 years now, so I'm, uh, I think the statute, statute of limitations, of limitations yeah, yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. So at the end of that round, the scores are Matt on two points, Sarah oh. on three points, me on three points, oh. but still on the lead on five points is Danny McGinley. Hey. All right, this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about another person on the panel. Everything that's true, you say yeah. Everything's a lie, you say nah. You can ask them as many questions as you want. But bear in mind, they want you to get it wrong because if you get it wrong, they get your point. Mm-hmm. So to Sarah. But you can't lie. You can lie if you oh, want. Oh, can you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because right. okay. I don't want you to get it right. Okay. Now to Sarah. Now Danny was at the football one day when his team, the Western Bulldogs, were playing Essendon. An Essendon supporter recognised Danny and said, hey, banner man, put this on your banner, whipped out his cock <laughs> and showed Danny. <laughs> Yeah or nah? Sounds oh. like an Essendon fan, so I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> you going to lock in straight away? No, I'll let, me, I'll let me go through this. So where were you sitting? Uh, Dockland Stadium, so it all looks the same. Okay, so why were you sitting together? Like why were dogs sitting with Essendon? Because you... it's Australian rules football. But wouldn't you, you, wouldn't you, like you used to write the banners for the dogs, so wouldn't you yeah. have been writing with the fan? You weren't sitting with all the... Other fans, what, the cheer squad. Yeah, the cheer squad. That's the word I'm looking for. No, <laughs> they're lovely people, but uh, okay. you 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 can't drink if you're in the cheer squad. Mm-hmm. So so I don't sit with them. It's not a great vantage with... point either, right? No, yeah, you're right behind the goals. You're, you're actually obligated to 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 wave the floggers as they call them. Oh, look at you. So yeah, I, I know the lingo. Uh, no, so I sat uh, in in general usually. What kind of pants was the man wearing? <laughs> Those basketball rip-off ones? Yeah. <laughs> Snaps. Going there as soon as um, I see him, I'm going to show him. I remember they were, they were dark. That's all the details I can give you on that. And um, what happened immediately after he whipped it out? I laughed and it, it, the game was the, the, the game had just finished. We'd won and he, we were all walking out when it happened. And so no one uh, texted that text line that you can text? The antisocial <laughs> the one? The antisocial one? Uh, they, if they did, so we, 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 you know, before security got there, we'd all evacuated the stadium as he had evacuated his pants. And no one, no, one, no one went to punch him or no one grabbed him? No one said, think no. about the children? No, no, none of that. It was just, Oi, Bannerman! Put this on your banner. And then it was back in. It was just a quick flash of, I disapprove of my team losing. If BT was commentating, would he have said that his balls squirted out of the pack? (laughs) (laughs) So happy you got that in. Uh, What do you reckon? I reckon, I reckon, nah. You are incorrect. It is true. Oh, yeah, it really happened. Yeah. Should have gone it's with my... Yeah, okay, the only thing... First the game. only time I lied then is it happened just outside the stadium. Oh. So we were walking oh. past each other and so no one really saw... Well, that's why I was confused because I thought, surely there's always someone that the footy yeah. gets upset, upset about something. So. Yeah. yeah. But no, it was just... It was uh, crossing... Um, uh, not separation. So God, I'm getting the northern suburbs out of my head. Spencer Street. Oh. Of that pub. And he recognised you and said Bannerman. Yeah. That would have been a nice feeling, completely ruined straight away. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I genuinely, I laughed yeah. really hard. I thought it was brilliant and I tweeted it and it, 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 it went as well as a Matt Stewart tweeting about tweeting. <laughs> okay, so to Danny now, you got a point there. So okay. Matt, while he was backpacking through Europe once convinced a group of Australians that he was the actor who played Bronson on Round the Twist. Because of this, they bought him drinks all night. Yeah or nah? First of all, brilliant. <laughs> I convinced some, uh, some, some backpackers that I played uh, Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Oh. Yeah, and one got me to sign her hardback Lord of the Rings book. Oh, no. oh you are a bad man. And I did do it, and I, I feel so you are guilty. A bad man. But I did do that, yeah. Did you sign it your name, or did you sign it... The, my name. Andy Serkis. Yeah. No, no, my, my name. Oh, I, 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 was, uh, I, was, I played Gollum in the non-speaking parts, but I had oh, to do, but I could, so I could do the, the voice and everything. I was like a stunt Gollum. You were the body actor. Yeah. Okay. And, and did me you and Andy have, worked. Did you, did you have to do some body acting to prove it to them? No, but I just said, stupid fuck, And they believed it from that, even though I'd said I was the body, not the voice. <laughs> we were all very drunk. Anyway, uh, what, uh, where were you? What country? Uh, it was in, uh, it was in the, it was in the UK. I think it, it was either in Edinburgh or um, Liverpool. Somewhere, I'm gonna say, does it matter? I should have just committed to one. You should have, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool. All right, sweet. And uh, and so you're there in Scouse territory. Yeah. Meet, meet some Aussies. How rare in England? Yeah, it was real weird. <laughs> and uh, and what made you uh, suddenly decide that you were uh, child star Bronson? Uh, it been it been a discussion um, with mates uh, earlier in the day talking about different lies that people would spin. Yeah, um, backpacking. More common ones would be like um, uh, the the drop bear type things, or the drop bear. One, one I that, have been tested. You know the usual. Yeah, yeah. All right, hang on. I mean, that was that still was true. Um, but the sweeper, that was another big one. Sweeper, that's what you tell. But to Australians, you have to give them something they would actually believe. A sweeper was one that where you um, you tell an international that you swept the koalas off the runways. So, oh no! I thought it was sticker, and would, it was you. You had to get the koalas off the Sydney Harbour Bridge with I a mean, big stick. I mean, there's so many roles for us Australians. <laughs> That's why our economies <laughs> remain strong through the tough times. But yeah, but Bronson, I loved. I loved around the twist, and I also I knew it was a good one because multiple actors had played Bronson. So yes. no matter who they what they remembered, I'd be like, oh no, wasn't that which season. Bronson were you focused on? The reddest haired one. So season three. Yeah, the yeah. I think it was. I was saying the later one because uh, in my because I I wasn't even familiar with that one. You went oh the original. Yeah, I was original and second second Bronson. Yeah. I'd, I, in my dreams, I would have said I was Pete, but <laughs> I knew that wasn't believable. And people, I I played basketball against um, middle Bronson, um, so I felt like I had okay. I, I, could, I had a bit more I could tell of the story as well. Like yep. he was he was a basketballer, had red hair. 
and uh, you know, man, you are Bronson. Yeah, exactly, and that's what they said too. But like you say, after a few drinks, it, bloody hell, you can convince some Australian. Okay, all right. Can you be you pretending to be Bronson? I'll be an Australian in Liverpool. Yeah. So, what what was your favourite episode? Oh, it's hard. Jeez, it's like picking a favourite child. Um, and I uh, would never do that. Did, did you ever like uh, when you were trying to find the ghosts in the lighthouse? How, how, why did you always keep missing them? Did, was that ever resolved? Oh, that I mean that yeah. That this is a common mistake, but it, it wasn't a doco. That was all written by um, people, and yeah. Yeah. No, but go- what, how did the story end in like the last episode? Did you ever find the ghosts? Uh you're thinking of an earlier season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, I I watched some of those, but I I wasn't around in those days. They did um they did find the ghosts and played uh, Danny Boy. Um, uh, together and what, a and great what, moment, but yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't there. I remember that, that episode. Moment. That was a good episode. What Bronson do? Oh, he really, he really. Bloody- I gotcha. <laughs> I just worked out you're not Bronson because he made out with the ghost played by Kamara Stowers. Well, that, no, that, like I tell you, that was a different season. <laughs> I know, Who I know, are I just... you? <laughs> you right. have a couple of talents that are so specific, <laughs> and somehow they've come together for you very well in your life. I, yeah. I'm. <laughs> I'm pretty glad you weren't there at the uh, walkabout that night because that would have been embarrassing. I was sweating bullets enough as it was. But, yeah, you... they never asked questions like that. Yeah. They, they were just round... like, cool. What, what do you reckon, great. Danny? Yeah or nah? I'm going to say nah. You yeah. are correct, yes. Yeah. I'm really not a very good liar, am I? <laughs> well, well good. you actually gave yourself away at the end. Um, there is no walkabout in Liverpool. Oh, <laughs> oh my uh, how God. How do you know that? That's... No, there is. Uh, that part was real. <laughs> or was it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm re- I vividly remember going to the walkabout in Liverpool. Wasn't so it in Manchester? Oh, maybe. So an- another point there for Danny. Well done, was Danny. that really? Were you not sure until then? Uh, I, 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 as soon as I started talking, why am I saying the north of England, which is like your <laughs> and in Scotland? I'm like, it would have been because of your your dad being from Glasgow, right? Yeah, yeah. That I would have been thinking that, but it was too late. It already started. I'm like, say somewhere where he wouldn't have been before. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Okay, so to Matt, at age 17, Sarah secretly got her tongue pierced and afterwards her tongue would not stop bleeding for two whole days. She tried to stop the bleeding by putting frozen broad beans on her tongue and telling her dad she had a sore throat and would then leave the table every five minutes and go, split blo- go spit blood in the sink. Her dad had no idea. Yeah or nah? Um, wait, so you're... <laughs> wait, are you in front of your dad with... Frozen beans on your tongue, saying "God, oh, oh. is that?" And he thought, "Yeah, yeah that'll fix it." Yeah. Well, no, not in front of him. Occasionally, he'd be around when I had the beans in my mouth, but mostly I would do do it in another room. Where did you grow up? Is this another Tasmanian story? No, I grew, I grew up in Melbourne, but also at a I had a farm, so I grew up between a farm and Melbourne. You can get frozen broad beans in most but, supermarkets. Yeah. Though. you don't have to be on a farm. I wasn't. I wasn't Tasmania to get broad beans. I wasn't sewing them and picking them and freezing them. If that's what you're asking, I'm, I'm just picturing Bernie having these sort of old school medical <laughs> ideas. Got a toothache? Put a rat in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, what was the farm for? Oh, it was just a farm that my dad had. We had some cattle on it. That's... We talked last time. Bee, bee farmer too. Yeah, he had, had bees. He had everything. Bees and beef. Nice. Yeah. All right. And He's I mean, making his way through the dictionary. What, to, what can I farm? What what uh, what period is this? Um. So it would have been around like sixteen. So in terms of like, what is this? Late nineties. No. 
Late oh, er, early 2000s. Yeah, about early 2000s. Early 2000s. Yeah. I'm just trying to think because tongue piercing was a thing briefly and I reckon it was around then. Yeah. Very good. All right. And what colour had you dyed your hair at that stage? I don't think I've ever dyed. I didn't dye my hair then. Pierced tongue, but not even so. Sixteen, seven-year-old Sarah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to paint a picture. So this is in the early 2000s. Yes. Are you uh, like loving Drazic from Heartbreak High? <laughs> oh, is this the kind of oh yeah, but Heartbreak High was a bit earlier for yeah, me. Definitely loved Drazic. I was very angry about uh, things. Favorite like band? Tongue? Tongue? <laughs> like tongues? Yeah, and I just stab them, make them pay. <laughs> And I just wanted to make out really well with dudes. Were you into so early two thousands? Big into like the Strokes, White Stripes kind of scene, or you yeah, it was it was new rock revival. I was, oh, I was going to say yeah. all, all the Limp Biscuit kind of corn kind of stuff. No new metal, new rock. Excellent, good choice. Yeah. Okay, and look, I, I and did you persist with it through the pain, or did you let it heal up? Um, no, I persisted with it. Yeah, because you know, fashion is pain. I persisted with it. It bled. It bled. Thanks, Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> it bled for two weeks, on and off. It kept just bleeding into my mouth, and I persisted with it, and eventually it clotted. Great! Oh, what a result! Yeah, that would have been a real good day. I would like to think this is not true, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that it is. Just trying to. Look, it's, she's yeah, yeah. She's swiveling. speaking with her mouth very. She's not mm. opening her mouth wide when she's well, talking right now. I'm gonna say it is true. You are correct. Yes, a point there for Matt. It is true. Yes. I actually went to get a tattoo underage in Brunswick from a man named Sugar who we'd been sent to and I chickened out at the last minute. He was looking through, looking at all those tribal tats that were really big at the t- in the time, oh, you know, faux tribal tats, yeah. and I'm so glad what to this day that bullet. I dodged that bullet. And my friends got there and I said, no, I want to get my tongue pierced. He took me out the back of the shop. He got my tongue in a clamp. Ah. Turns out I have quite a fleshy tongue, so when he put the needle in, it kind of went in diagonally and wrong. So it started bleeding straight away. But to add to that, I was taking Chinese herbs at the time that had thinned my blood. It took me three weeks to work out that is why blood kept gushing into my mouth. And I couldn't tell my dad. So I went and stayed at a friend's house for a couple of nights who stuffed these beans into my mouth until it kind of half clotted. Then when I went home to my dad, every so often I'd just be talking to him and my mouth would start filling up with blood and I'd run into the bathroom with tears in my eyes thinking I'm going to die. But I just wanted – I'd gone so far I wanted to keep the tongue ring and I did. Do you still have it? So one year later I got a cold and it got infected and I had to take it out. After all that, what did a cold dad, defeated you. Does your, uh, yeah, your, dad does say? your tongue look weird? No, I'm, not, it... I'm not sticking it out. I feel like you're all looking at me going, I want to see the fleshy tongue with the weird. <laughs> no, you don't. I oh, just no. want to see if it was permanently scarred. No, no, it doesn't. It's healed really well. When okay. your dad found out you got your tongue pierced, did he, did he have any reaction? We, you he... know what? We never talked about it. So I used oh. to talk to him and I could see him looking in my mouth at this silver thing. Because you can see, when you talk, yeah. you can see it. And I could see him looking at it, but he just is the kind of man that couldn't, deal with confrontation about teenage daughters because he had to look after us at this stage and anything to do with, like, bodies he couldn't deal with. So he'd just stare at the tongue ring and I'd keep talking to him and that was it. In silence we lived. So why didn't he – why didn't you just tell him you got it? I don't know. He wasn't going to confront Well, I don't know. I don't know. I was scared at the time. Maybe because if I said to him, I got it done by a man named Sugar in Brunswick illegally when I should have been at school – 
And yeah, it's enough. blood's gushing out of my mouth. <laughs> At the end of that round, the scores are Matt. <laughs> do, we get, do we get points for that? <laughs> that was a pretty easy yeah, nah. <laughs> Matt on three points. Sarah on four points. I'm on five points. But in the lead, still on seven points is Danny McGinley. Hey. What is that happening? I'm, I think I'm Colombo. All right, this is the final round. It's got who, 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 who. In this round, I'll read out ten questions all about everyone in this room. I'm included. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. Your name's your buzzer. Mm. You get a point if you get it right. You get a point off if you get it wrong. You can't buzz in for your own ones. So it's the same as the first round, but facts, facts, not tweets. Yep, facts. Cool. Here we go. All right. Question one. Who smoked pot in, Mex- in a Mexican jungle surrounded by jaguars? Matt. Yes, Matt. Danny. No, it was Sarah. <sighs> Did you uh, know the jaguars are there? That's or? about the story. No, we found out once we got there. We met this guy, we were in Palenque, which is in the jungle, and we was quite young. We met this dude and he goes, hey, come and smoke weed with me in the jungle. I'm going to take you to this spot where you can um, swim in mud baths. I now think the dude just wanted to get three chicks in a mud bath, yeah. and I get it. And we went in, got lost because we were stoned. We're sitting in mud, which I don't actually think was good for our skin. I think he just wanted to have us sitting in mud. And then once we've been sitting there for a while, I heard this, ow kind of noise and I said hey what's that weird noise and he goes Yaguas oh that's yeah, fucked terrifying that's yeah it's fucked but also amazing <laughs> yeah what a great you've lived a life have I <laughs> well so is this next person who he believes scones should be cream first and then jam Sarah yes Sarah Matt you are correct yes yeah. I mean that's yeah that's how do you like, spread jam well, on that's a, that's a Derbyshire uh, That's yeah. a Devonshire scone, not a Devonshire scone. No, it's a Devon. No, look, I'm going to have to pull you up there, Danny. Okay, sorry, this is, sorry. You, you've stumbled across my one <laughs> bit of real uh, bit of knowledge here. Devonshire <laughs> is cream first, then jam, and then you've got uh, what's next? Derbyshire. It's next door. I'm thinking of the C one. What's the C one? Chestershire. Down, right down in the Cornwall. Cornwall. Right Cornish down. is jam, then cream. Right. Because I heard. Uh, a celebrity chef make a very inappropriate joke, which was, do you know the difference between Devonshire and Derbyshire? Well, in Devonshire, we put the jam on the scone before the cream, and in Derbyshire, they fuck their sisters. <laughs> and that was that Huey? Who, whose was that? Um, it's, uh, the name Hugh might be part of it, yes. All right, question three. Who here has never seen a professional musical? Has never seen a professional musical. Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Danny. No, it was me. No. Never seen one. Really? Do you not care for musicals? That surprises me immensely. A lot of people are saying this because yeah. I've been talking about it to my friends. And what about- like, but you write musical comedy. I'm like, yeah, but I don't like. <laughs> I mean, musicals. yeah, like Josh has put me off most musicals. But <laughs> well, but specifically, what don't you like about them? Just the over singing. But you've never no, seen one. You haven't. You don't. I've heard know. the soundtracks. I don't like the. Over- I I went and watched. So it was a Leonard Cohen, Philip Glass playing the songs of Leonard Cohen. I thought that's, I love both those artists. And they brought out all these musical theatre people to sing the songs because Leonard Cohen wasn't there. And they're over singing everything. There's too many, too many syllables in these songs, okay? Bird on a Wire has four <laughs> syllables. It doesn't need 16. Bird on a Wire. It just annoys me. It annoys me so much. And then I've only realised I, I hate plays. I don't like plays. Really? I At all? Comedy's ruined me. Do you think you hate the theatre, theatrical people? No, I don't like. No, I'm fine with the people who do it. That's fine. It's just this whole thing of I'm meant to not believe that they can't see us there. I, I don't like this whole. Let's just talk to us. You know, you're a stand-up comedian. I know, and there's well, no yeah, fourth but... wall. I can just talk to you. Ah, oh, okay. Whereas right. this whole thing, and they and they don't know how to run. No, it, that annoys me the most. Seeing actors <laughs> run, 
It's so annoying. Another, what a, another grudge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you've held so many grudges. But I, uh, yeah. What if you had like tickets to see. I have uh, a theatre degree. I should have realised this. I would have saved myself three years of my oh, life. Right. This explains a lot about you. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, before he died, played Willie Loman, Death of a Salesman. Apparently one of the best performances. You wouldn't go see that? I probably would, but I probably wouldn't enjoy it. Wow. That's the thing. Like, I'm going, just how talk to us. How can you not enjoy that thing stop, that you didn't go to? Stop talking in metaphor and just tell us what you really mean. What That's... about, like, Disney on ice? What? <laughs> <laughs> How's that going to win him over? Because <laughs> it's a bit of everything. <laughs> I do. I think I have seen what? Disney on ice. That's not a musical. What about at the footy when and... someone dresses up as the big kangaroo? <laughs> 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 I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that. I, yeah. Not a fan. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I think I'm, try and, I'm with you somewhat. Listen, okay. listen, try and persuade me and tell okay. me something other than Hamilton. Let Everyone me try. just says, watch Hamilton. I haven't seen Hamilton, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, the South Park movie. That's a musical. That's not a musical. Book of Mormon? Yeah, so I probably would like that, but I haven't seen it. There we go. Go see it. Priscilla. Priscilla was the first CD I ever owned. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's and I knew. Nah, if you, if you I play, right. if you If you play the soundtrack, I would be able to sing every single song. On that so why wouldn't you want to go and see it? Because the songs don't change when they're in the musical. They're exactly the same. Well, exactly. Why would I go see it then? It's exactly the same. I didn't realise it was about homosexuals. <laughs> is that true, grew up in Tasmania. That is true. That's the first CD I actually owned. I loved it. I went and saw the, the film. Wait, so you like film musicals are all right? Well, that wasn't not musical. But there was music in it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not a musical. Wait, what do you think a musical is? It's like all singing, isn't it? No, no, no. There's no. no talking. There's... Matilda. Team. What about if Little Orphan Annie? I didn't. I did. I, ha- I bought tickets to see Matilda, but I bought them for my in-laws, and they didn't go. Oh. They said, "Oh, it was it was didn't suit our time." I'm like, I spent two hundred bucks on this. Oh seven God. brides for seven brothers. Would you? There's talking and then songs. Hair. There's nudity. Yeah. Not in all of them. I've seen amateur productions of musicals. There's always nudity in hair. No, not always. Oh. Not, really? Not, See, this is why I don't the go Don to Merit. I don't want to waste 200 bucks. Three days, suddenly I can't take my pants off. This is rubbish. All right, Josh, have you been won over? <laughs> Do you want to start a podcast, Matt? Matt and Josh goes to musicals. Uh, yeah, look. Does that mean we have to go to musicals? If we can get some people to give us tickets, free oh, tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First, Matt and I are going to start a scone-based yeah. podcast. <laughs> All right, next question. Who here holidayed in Chernobyl? Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Danny. Yes, you are correct. On your honeymoon. Why? My wife is from Ukraine. And we we went back to to the motherland and there's not much touristy things to do. And we got convinced by the tourism board in Kiev to to be taken two hours on a bus to spend a day at Chernobyl. But did you have to wear special gear? They gave it to you. You didn't have to wear it. And our tour guide didn't wear it. So we didn't. Has everything been okay with your body since? Yeah, pretty good. Had two kids. Had two kids, oh, yeah. They, they, they seem all right <laughs> so far. Was there, was there anything there? Because I've watched documentaries and apparently there's wild animals that yes. are taking over. And you, oh, no, because uh, people pay a lot of money to um, hunt them because it's to- they, they have to be killed because oh. they're radioactive and if they breed with non-radioactive wolves, you know, say it's a wolf. Oh, my God, you get you, transformers. You got it, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, so they have to be culled. The coolest thing I saw was... Um, in the ponds, they were the cooling ponds for the reactor. They the the workers put catfish in there for food, and obviously you can't eat them now. They've got no natural predators, and they're right next to the reactor. They have mutated. <gasps> the the tour guide she threw in some some fish food. It was and seriously, a, a catfish the size of a Volkswagen just went. Wow! And I went. What? Bo! 
wrong with me? And and and, uh, and she went, oh, it's just the baby. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, that is so good. Yeah, it so was was cool. a, it was a good experience? Yeah, overall. Uh, I was a bit depressed going home because you, you do see some messed up stuff and you learn all the history and stuff. As we're leaving, my wife had been to, uh, to a, a, when she backpacked through Europe, she'd been to Auschwitz. And so she was really upbeat from this. And I go, how can you be upbeat? She goes, I have been to Auschwitz. This was human error, not evil. Right. I'm fine. Because it was, we did a do go on episode on it, and it it was amazing how many errors had to pile up for it to get to that. Yeah, it had to be so many mistakes in a row, human errors, for it to get to that. There were so many checks and balances that failed. Yeah, it was ultimately they were doing running a drill on what would happen if there was a meltdown, and that set off a meltdown. I never knew the history of it, so the do you know an animal that didn't go back to Chernobyl? Rats. Because rats need people to survive. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yep. But this is a turning into an interesting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Finally. 109 episodes. Finally, one that's interesting. Okay, question five. Who had Rob Mills stop them in Ireland and ask if he could get a photo of them? Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Josh. No, it was Matt Stewart. Point there for... What oh, Millsy no, was? What did he think? You, did he think you were Bronson? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I had a big I had a big handlebar mustache and it was at a at a pub like one night. We it was I was over there watching the international rules. Oh, okay. oh about cool. ten years ago. And yeah, for, is that why he was over there? He's a big footy fan. Yeah, well, I think. Well, I don't, I'm not sure. Is he a big footy fan? He is. Yeah, he's yeah. Big, big Hawks guy. Is I'd he? say that would. Of course, he goes for Hawks. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But Mills, I, he's a good bloke. I can vouch he's oh, actually sorry. a genuinely good bloke. Yeah, he was. I, I mean, oh, he's a Hawthorne fan, so I don't like him. But he's a genuinely good bloke. It was because I had a I had a big handlebar mustache. It was, um, and for some reason, I think he was there with a friend who had a, a less good mustache. And he's like, I got to get a photo with you and my friend. Brilliant. Yeah, and I and I was. You can see I've I got. I'm like, can I get one too? <laughs> and I saw that photo recently, which is what I told Josh. And I just looked like my face is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was like, I was 22. Just going, I am so confused. <laughs> Question six: Who here has dis- dislocated their kneecaps 14 times? Matt. Yes, Matt. Danny. No, it was Sarah. Yeah. Mm. Hey, guess who, who? Guess who's got the same knee surgeon as me? Uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. <laughs> Bob Murphy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. And this has become a theme in my life that I just try to tell everyone when I see them that I've got the same knee surgeon as Bob Murphy. And I interviewed him recently, and we bonded over knee surgery. Yeah, he loves his knee surgery. Yeah, oh, Bob yeah. loves everyone. Yeah. Well, this is true. <laughs> How many knee surgery, surgeries does he have had? He he dislocated both knees in separate incidents of his of his career, 2006 and 2016. Ten years apart. There you go. Mm. Why, why did why why you why you why now why you? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you were like when Wilsey asked for a photo? Yeah, I think it's similar. Why you? Oh, it's so boring. I was born with weird knees, flat patella, and when I had a growth spurt, they started dislocating. Then I had to get them reconstructed. Ooh, wow, yeah. that's not boring. That's wild. Is you it? have lived a life. Have I? <laughs> Between the yaguars and the knees. <laughs> Condensed, it sounds more interesting than it is. Next question. Who cracked it at their mum one Christmas because they were given the wrong team's hat? Danny. Sarah. Yes, Danny. You. No, it was Matt Stewart. Oh, what team? <laughs> I asked for Orlando Magic. It was like during the Shaq years. Oh, the and she gave me Southeast Melbourne yes! Magic. Yes! <laughs> so 
bad. That was the worst thing that could happen at that age yeah. as well. I was, yeah, I, I, I think about it all the time. I've apologised to her a few times. She has no recollection. The but NBL. I'll, yeah. I'll lie in bed awake sometimes. <laughs> like, just, you should have just put it on and said thank you. It's Yeah. I had a very similar experience. My mum, because I was obsessed with basketball as a kid. Still am a bit. But I, uh, mum bought me all this. Kmart had a range of NBA stuff and she brought me oh all. And I was really annoyed at it because I was like... I got pissy one, like Boxing Day, and she goes, "Oh, you're so ungrateful." Like, oh, you're, and I said, "All you did was buy me Kmart shit." And, oh. still, and as soon as I'm like, "Oh, that was that was oh. wrong." Yeah, that but I so remember wrong. that was a big deal when we were kids. It was embarrassing Branding. to get stuff from Kmart. Yeah, yeah. I this, I had the cool thing to wear at my school was Quicksilver shorts. It was like the brown corduroy Quicksilver shorts because we could wear them, and my parents couldn't afford it. So my mum got got the labels off our other Quicksilver shorts and sewed it on to some other ones. First day of school, it was so obvious, got pointed out, and that was it. I was like, I'm not wearing them, not wearing them. And mum's like, oh, well, I'll unstitch the Quicksilver Aww. thing so you'll have the, the no-name brand shorts. It was like, I remember at that time thinking, I can't go to school anymore. I just can't. That's it. That hurts my I'm heart. Done. Yeah. I'm done with school. Did you? My mum used to go and get piping hot stuff from yeah. Target and piping hot was the worst. Yep. And it was just, and she thought she was doing me a favour because it was close to the brand, yep. but it was the worst thing she could have done. And I never had the heart to say to her, please stop buying me piping hot. I'm getting teased I, for it. I wanted a billabong jacket. That was the thing I wanted so much because Bernie's a coastal town. And so I saved up all this money. It was like 150 bucks, which for like 14-year-olds, a lot of money. So I refereed all these basketball games and saved this money and then bought it and had it like – so my birthday's in Ju- in June, bought it, had a growth spurt pretty much straight after I bought it and it didn't fit me. I wore it for like three weeks and that was it. And I was like, Ugh. fuck, trying to wear this thing. Like, it was just like up to halfway up my arm. so sad. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> Anyway, next question. Okay, uh, who here at a Chicago jazz bar was sat next to an American man who, upon hearing their accent, only wanted to talk to them about the 1989 VFL Grand Final? Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Danny. Yes, you are correct. Yes, point Sarah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, uh, we, me and my wife, had, we were in Chicago, and the deal was, uh, she, she's not a huge sports fan, in, not at all. Uh, I want to go see a game at Wrigley Field, home of the Chicago Cubs, and she said, all right, I'll sit through a game at Wrigley Field if we go to this famous jazz bar afterwards. I'm not a music guy, and I'm like, yep, cool. We'll, we'll both have good and bad days. We get, it's full chockers. We sit next to a guy, and then he's doing. Do you know what I love about Australia? What's that? Australian rules football. My wife just buries her head in her hands, and I'm going, "That's a coincidence." I like Australian rules oh, football. No. And what's the best part? He had a really good insight into the 1989 Grand Final. He goes, you know, I thought uh, I've watched it a couple of times, and that player Ray Jenkins never got the props. He was Ray Jenkins was an underrated player in the Hawks of the 1980s. <laughs> Next question, question nine. Who here got swindled by Santa Claus in Russia? Got Danny. S- yes, Danny. Sarah. You are correct. Yes. yes, point there for Danny. Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus, also known as Dead Moroz. It's a fictional character that assumes an identity close to Santa Claus, but so much creepier. And my partner's Russian. And we went to Moscow over Christmas like the Christmas period. It's the only time that Russians get off Moscovites and they're really intense humans. And uh, we were outside. I'm aware. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and we were in Moscow and we were just, it was minus 20 and it was hell. Like I was just, I just wasn't vibing Moscow. It was a quite an intense place. 
And uh, we, my partner saw this character that he used to see in Russian like cartoons or something when he was a kid and this creepy Santa-looking character. And he said, oh, we're going to get photos with them. But you had to pay them to get a photo and we didn't realise. So we went and got a photo and then they grabbed our cameras off us and out there was this big thing in a bear suit and this weird, creepy Santa that hadn't spoken to us. Then they start going in these intense accents, give us a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. And we were getting pushed at, at, back and forth by one another by a man in a bear suit <laughs> and this creepy Santa, minus 20 degrees, and there's St. Basil's Cathedral in Red Square. And we're, yeah, that was hell. We gave them, I think we ended up giving them 20, like maybe 20 Rubles. rubles? What would they would even know? What are two hundred rubles? Maybe two hundred rubles. I, I don't know. The... I don't know what the exchange rate is, but we and them grabbed our stuff and ran. You have lived a lot. <laughs> <laughs> as as yeah. someone who's uh, by marriage Ukrainian, classic Russian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking what isn't theirs. <laughs> and our final question for the game: Who was witness to a drug sting operation in Hong Kong? Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Josh. No, it was Danny McGinley. Oh, yeah. you've lived, Danny. I have lived. Well, my, my cousin's lived. My cousin is the head of Vice Squad in Hong Kong. Oh. This is on the Scottish side. It was when uh, he's, he's a bit older than me. Uh, it was when Hong Kong was still part of uh, the British, uh, Britain. And so he was a police officer in Scotland. They said, do you want to go serve in Hong Kong for a bit? Went over, loved it, has never moved back. And he's slowly worked his way up and he's head of Vice Squad. And yeah, we were just at a, at a pub with uh, some of his uh, vice squad mates. who were, Most of them are English, British guys and myself. And and this guy just walks up to us seeing a bunch of white guys in Hong Kong and just suddenly went, cocaine, heroin, hashish. <laughs> cocaine, heroin, hashish. <laughs> just, um, I, I, they all just sort of roll their eyes like, oh, God, we've got to do something. I feel something. like Queen's <laughs> of the Stone Age wrote a song God. about that. Yeah. <laughs> he's now doing time for being the most unlucky drug dealer <gasps> In all of yeah, because like, they had to call it in and go yeah, uh, come come down and um, at, we're at the you know we're at this pub. Uh, <clears throat> he's wearing a blue shirt. Come down and I'll go approach and yeah, they, like the cops came down within three minutes. My cousin got up, walked over to the you know walked over to him, sort of pointed at him, and they they got him. That is a story uh, to tell children forever about why you should never do or deal yeah. drugs. Yes. And the best part was there was one of the other guys who wasn't a cop was extremely racist. And uh, hang on, the, did you say this was the best part? This, well, the best part is afterwards because we <laughs> okay. we thought we got to leave this pub. Yeah. We went to and we, we've got on the I've got on the beers after that. So is the other guy because we're excited watching the cop thing. So we've drunk a fair bit more than the cops, and we go to this Indian restaurant and this drunk British fuckhead. Say? Uh, cool. This drunk British fuckhead. He's just we're at this Indian restaurant. He goes, "I want a vindaloo. I want a vindaloo." I remember the really delightful uh, uh, Hong Kong waiter said, oh, sorry, sir, just so you know, the, the curries here in Asia are a bit spicier than what you're used <laughs> to uh, back in England. I can do you a mild vindaloo. I'm happy to tell the chef to do that. He grabs grabs the, the waiter by the by the collar and goes, do your worst, Saddam. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, this is... Oh. oh. Yeah. Like you know, when someone's so racist, you're almost impressed. <laughs> you just go, wow, you've 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 overlapped. I'm, yeah. Well done, well done. And then I I saw out of the corner of my eye the waiter and the chef pointing at him and talking and smiling. Oh my god! Food comes out. Mm-hmm. I just watched this guy. He takes one, he ran to the toilet, and never saw him again. <laughs> That's so good. Right. 
You, you can, never you, see bad guys get their come yes. up. Oh, yes, I did. It's, oh. it's, it's like when you have someone overtake you really quickly and then you dr- keep driving and then you see the cops have pulled them over. That is oh. one of those great oh, moments. Yes. Where you're like, this is great. Literally happened to me the other day. Oh, yeah. so good. So uh, da- Danny and Sarah's story is pretty good there. But, but, like, but, but, but my, my mum Scon- gave me the wrong hat one time. So. <laughs> Scones and hats? <laughs> you know. You have lived, Matt things. Stewart. You have lived. We, 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 I was Milsey, you met Milsey? Yeah. I was a big New York Knickerbockers fan, and my mum accidentally bought me Knickerbockers. Oh, it was no, terrible. <laughs> At the end of the game, the scores are Matt on two points, Sarah on three points, me on five points, but our winner on seven points is Danny McGinley. Undefeated. Have you never lost on this? Uh, I think this is my fourth time, oh, and I've won every time. Well done. Because you. you win, you get to plug what you got coming up first. Oh, uh, I the have ABC Grandstand show. Yes. Uh, well, no, seven seven four. It's been oh. I've had an ABC Grandstand show called They Came to Play. We're being promoted to the seniors. We're on seven seven four ABC uh, every Sunday during the AFL finals from three o'clock. But you can also get us a podcast on the ABC Listen app. So it's you, Limo, and Tess Armstrong, Tess Armstrong. who is awesome. Great. Sarah, where can people see and find you? Oh, everywhere. You can listen to me every morning on the Breakfasters on Triple R 102.7. You can read my music stuff in The Big Issue and elsewhere. And you can listen to me on my footy podcast, Fangirls, and that's G-Triple-R-L-S, like girls. Are you all all Tigers fans? We are, except that's not what it's about. It's just because it's meant to be like right girls, kind of, I don't know. I don't know, but it's good. Thing? Listen, yeah, 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 it's a music thing. I'm sorry. Your face just went blank. <laughs> I didn't help clear it I, up at I all. I have a big black hole in my knowledge. That's all right. It's music. Girls to the front, back of the pack. So it's all, yeah, it's look all at comes you. together. It all comes together. Matt Stewart, where can people see and hear you? Uh, I I had a lot of time to think about that, but I still didn't have a good answer. I think maybe if uh, people want to hear me, our podcast do go on is on this same network, Planet yeah. Broadcasting, and we did do an episode on Chernobyl. That might be a cool one. To, that just reminded me, a real fascinating story. And I've started a new podcast over the last few months called Primates, which is all about primates and popular culture, and uh, it's going off. Uh, Josh is, is going to come, come on. on. I'm going to come on. And I think we what do you do, King last? Kong? Have, what, what else have you done? Got? Bubbles yet? We haven't done either of those yet. Oh, what did you start with? We, Missouri? Uh, the first one... <laughs> was uh, the monkey from Friends, right? Oh, that was, yeah, episode Marcel. two, Marcel's <laughs> episode. We did uh, MVP, Most Valuable Primate, which is a... <laughs> Um, I've heard of a that. A chimp, chimp that Plays played hockey? ice hockey. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, sort of jumped around a bit, done Donkey Kong this week. Oh, and Donkey Kong Jr.? Yeah. Is that going to be coming Jr. up? Jr. gets a mention. Well, yeah, sure, obviously deserves its own episode. Diddy uh, Kong? Diddy Kong, classic. He's the man. I also, there's a, like, I'm finding, there's so many, it's, I didn't really think this had legs, but it looks like <laughs> it's, maybe it does. <laughs> Dr. Zayas? Oh, yeah, we did the Simpsons episode with the... You know, there's a whole the five, oh, yes. se- five to seven movies you could also do. Yeah, the first Planet of the Apes movie we did was <laughs> the Simpsons musical. <laughs> so that is Primates, also on the Planet Broadcasting That's Network. That's right, yeah. Also, if you're in Melbourne, or if you're not in Melbourne, but want to come to Melbourne for a holiday, I am almost about to kick off the uh, live shows at the Catfish starting September 16. Every Sunday at 4pm Going through to October 28 Go to joshua.com.au for tickets Thanks for playing Don't You Know Who I Am Till next time, bye Bye, podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. (laughs) We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.